she said, yeah, the underwear is what everybody talks about. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. for you you always have a doozy okay welcome back to the great dive podcast it seems like we've been away for so long that's just because we haven't collaborated for a recording in two weeks yeah it's been a while and the moment of silence i think is due because it's of due. Uh, our loss more of james and, and yeah, loss yeah. than my loss but yeah unfortunately you'll no longer hear the good old puppy dog barking yeah. in the background yeah we had uh Say goodbye after 14 wonderful years. Yeah, she was awesome. And she wasn't spoiled. That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that just goes to show you. You can spoil. Why not? Yeah, you're supposed to. Why doesn't somebody spoil spoil us? Well, maybe we are. People don't understand. Maybe we are. Okay, so we've had a couple of weeks of silliness. Not really silliness. What what, what do you want to say? No, we had gear review. Yeah, so we had a couple of weeks of the gear review where we got a little... We got a little silly, cracked some jokes about some of the gear that uh, we thought was... Serious silly. But but we, uh, yeah. We're going to... Get back to diving. We're going to get back to some diving. Actual diving. And uh, we talked about doing this a a couple times. But um, 20 years ago, the the big scuba magazine was Skin Diver. Remember good old Skin Diver? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin Diver Magazine, the world's largest and best read scuba diving magazine back in the back throughout the nineties, uh, was kind of the kind of ruled the uh, monthly scuba publications, and they used to have the very last page of the magazine was an article written, and it was titled "I Learned About Diving from That." Dot dot dot. Yes, I remember. So, now I'm, I, I remember that. About, I almost always just turned yeah, yeah, right to that. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. You know, I learned about diving from that one time I jumped in, you know, the pool with my fins on backwards. I learned from diving that, you know, one time I, one time I didn't, uh, you know, have a buddy. I learned from diving that dot 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 whatever the whatever the story of the month was, right? And and they always had some pretty cool. And it was always a. It was it was back in the day when you could talk about diving, and do Not worry and about do kind of well and kind of do what, <laughs> what what we're doing now and saying there's a lot of dumb stuff going on and there's a lot of mistakes being made, you know. But through like I would say like through the early two thousands the industry went to this shift of 
Political sugar, correctness. Political correct, sugarcoating everything. Nothing bad ever happens. Nobody, no, nobody is nobody at ever, fault. Right, exactly. So in um, in this 1997 issue, there was a there was a sneak preview of some hot new gear for 1997, which got me, you know, because we were doing the gear review. Yeah, caught my eye. Then I started thumbing through it, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember these cool old articles. Yeah, and um, it's interesting that the industry is where it is today. Like, what would you say is like one of the hot new upcoming? currently uh, uh uh specialties in that's out right now that that the industry is trying to to come at with another avenue to take classes and and well i know rebreather rebreather is being pushed but um that. as far as of course you always have nitrox but what comes to mind right now is and only because i'm reading it in a magazine currently is uh free diving right right it's everywhere getting right some kind of certification well, to teach free diving yeah, just, so 1997, yes. right on the cover, was free diving tips Wow! in the tour book. And 20 years later. 20 years later, it's coming back again. So it's so there's a cool article. We might have to go through this one about crazy psycho Barracuda and the Nikonis shootout winner, which we're going to have to get back to our Great Dive podcast photo contest. Yes, we need to do that. But in the end of this magazine is the article... I learned about diving from that wreck dive from hell. With El Diablo. El Diablo. Cone El Diablo. So these are cool little, you know, learning opportunities for anybody. Now now keep in mind this is this is twenty years ago. But like that's in my opinion, my forty two year old ass that's happened in a, like a blink of an eye. It has. Just wait. It's gonna be even a quicker <laughs> blink, like a half blink. It's all over. Now he learned from some mistakes. Yeah. And we, we can look at this as in, in, in a couple of ways. One, you can look at it and go, hey, it was 1997. It was a different world back then. True. Um, you can also look at it and go, it was 1997. This stuff is still going on on every dive boat yeah, in the Keys changed. today. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Uh, so as much as it's different, it's still very much the same problems occurring over and over and over again. I thought that that's where this was very interesting. Now, so he had a wreck dive, mm-hmm. and there were mistakes upon mm-hmm. mistakes mm-hmm. upon mistakes. Weird. Very strange. strange. Not one. But four. Not two. Seven. <laughs> seven lucky seven. Lucky seven mistakes in a row that, that led to. That's why he lived. Do they ever, <laughs> do, can you remember, do they ever have, like, mistakes where the people die? In this I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'm going to go through more of them and, and see. Because that's a taboo word in the industry. Well, that's where those the, the lessons learned in, in the Rodale's ones they do have they do have fatalities in there. You know, they tell the point of view of hey, these you know this guy didn't come back because of this. Make sure you always wear your snorkel. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, if only he had a snorkel. So I'm I'm going to give you the the seven mistakes first, and then we'll Hit go me. and then we'll go back through the article. So. I learned mistake number one was diving as a threesome. Now you and I dive in a three quite often, and yeah. I, I think it's a there's a there's a major asset to diving in a three. However, when you're two solo divers that get buddied up on a boat, and then a third solo diver gets thrown into your group, it's not the same thing as in dive as diving in a threesome. In a three t- three man team versus 
three people hitting the water at the same time. Well articulated. Okay. Exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Mistake number two is making the dive with the current. So starting your dive with the current and having to swim back against the current at the end of it is what they're saying. So that that is that is what happens. Yes, yes that's uh, but, well in one hundred and one. But when you they do and yeah. he mentions that. But when you when you hear what happened, it's more to it than that. It's being in the in the current, not knowing about the current, being misinformed the way the current was going. They just win or win about things. Maybe not in the best way, but that in and of itself isn't a killer mistake. I love it how they say certain mistakes, they just happen to be characteristics of that dive. They're not necessarily that's the mistake that made bad things happen, or even that it's a mistake necessarily. It happens to be a characteristic of a dive. For example, some dives you do, you dive with the current in, you dive into a siphon. It's dangerous, but it's sometimes that's part of the dive plan, so you have to plan for it. Right. It's being prepared for right. what's, what's about to go on. Right. Exactly. And adapting. Adapt and overcome. Semper Fi. Mistake number three was inadequate dive planning, which I think is far often... It's a, usually a, a involved root, with a, every a, accident, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Nobody ever plans for the accident. Nobody says, no. well, we are going to have an accident, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> See if he had properly you're gonna run out of gas. If he had properly planned the running out of air yeah. in the dive plan instead of it just happening without the planning, maybe it would have ended differently because he would have had a he would have had an air McDoodle yeah. to breathe off of. <laughs> the the uh, lovely air McDoodles. Life saving equipment. Mistake right number four was not letting my buddies know that he was low on air. Well, that's usually a mistake, yeah. There's no way around that. A, that you got low on air. B, that you didn't let anybody know you're low on air. Right. Well, And this was, he didn't know the guys. He was already the the, the, the bigger, older, out of out of shape one. Didn't want uh, to. Didn't oh, wanna, okay. A lot of peer pressure wanna, going yep, on there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mistake five was that the other divers had started down the line that he was using. And he didn't Son ask. Son of. So uh, as he's trying to make his ascent, and he didn't, he was so, you know, panicked that he was running out of air that he didn't even think to stop and ask for some air air from somebody who wasn't as much there's a bunch of air coming down at me but i'll just die obviously this guy didn't die right well he wrote this story so i'm guessing no mistake six (laughs) was what i just said that he he didn't realize that he was passing a bunch of viable air sources to breathe from He, he didn't realize this so i guess let's translate that mistake I mean, really, you don't realize that there's a bunch of... Well, that's... I know, guess it's, it's narrowing that's that your That's perceptual focus, narrowing, right? just losing, losing sight I'm of I'm very quick to obvious. criticize, and I guess that's my fault. Shame on me, but anyway, move on. And then the mistake number seven was that there was no hang bottle at 15 feet for his safety I don't stop. know if that's a mistake. Well, again, that's the 1997 part of it, right? Compared to the to I don't the, think anything's changed part. right now. The hang bottle... I think you would still get that exact same report if written today. To include the hang bottle. You should have a that, hang Well, that's bottle. my point. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, a lot of people... I don't people, think that's changed at all. Well, a lot of people still think that a, a hang bottle in 15 feet is the lifesaver that... You need. Like, you why would you it not on your have? Plan. Why would you not have the fifteen-foot hang bottle? Yeah, when I listen to like other stories on that silly accident page, I shouldn't say that. It's not a silly page. The guy who started it, good guy, great motivation for doing it, and a great concept. But it takes a life of its own. It, it, it's it does. Hard, it's hard to political correctness is killing this. Shit. Yeah. 
It's just killing the whole world, if you ask me. There's nothing good coming out of it. Long story short is the same thing comes up. It's like, here's what I learned from my incident. And they'll go through a whole incident that they went through. And of course, they'll say things like, yes, a hang bottle should be there every time. So you're you're planning this hang bottle. And I'm not saying like, don't have a hang bottle ever. A hang bottle, not a bad idea for sure. However, to plan it into your dive, like, yeah, I can always get back with very low gas. I'm going to be low on gonna, air. There's going to be so there's going to be a 15-foot well, hang bottle there that I got to get yes. to. As long as I get to that. That I can get to it. They don't even say as long because I'll plan it like that. I'm going to use, I'm going to go down to like 500 before I even leave bottom because I know I've got 3,000 up there at 15 feet. You see what I'm saying? They plan for it in their dive plan. Their gas plan is get to the hang bottle. So should silliness ensue, they're covered with that hang bottle. All right, so you ready? So let's read through this article. I recently went on a vacation after a six-month hiatus from diving. On the last day of the trip, I experienced a bad, deep wreck dive, which I never want to repeat. So six-month hiatus. Yes, and decides to, hey, I'm going to go on a deep wreck dive. Very typical, though. I mean, when you look at the the majority of people showing up on, on, on dive boats all throughout the Caribbean or, or really anywhere, I mean, Great Lakes especially, right? I mean, it's... It's May, June. They're they're going back out to do a wreck dive. I mean, uh, I would say that there's a very large portion of those divers that their last dive was probably the summer before, if not if not a couple of summers before. I would agree, a hundred percent. Or it was a year ago when they were in Grand Cayman, and now it's a year, year and a half later. And hey, I'm a diver. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Let's go do a let's go do a wreck dive. We're gonna do jump out in a hundred feet of water out in Lake Huron and end of May. Yeah, I think the other side of this is if they are completely honest with themselves, meaning get your ego out of the way, they know they're not ready for it, or they should at least brush up a little bit. They know it, but they but they won't let that show through. Well, yeah, you want to say, oh, it's peer pressure, but there maybe it's an you know an invisible community peer pressure. But it's not like people going, oh, you have to go do this dive. There's nobody, I believe, saying that. It's more of self imposed peer pressure to feel like they're part of this community and they can just jump in after six months to eight months to a year out of the water and do a deep dive in a wreck in open ocean environment or open great lakes environment you know what i'm saying i I'm think with, if yeah, you look yeah. in the mirror and you just put yourself in the electric chair of truth well i think that's the kind of the, the purpose at the end of this article it's, it's the what the hell was i thinking bingo well the, the thing was you just weren't being honest with yourself well yeah yeah but but the thing I is i think is, they're idiots is you know Joe Blow clo- closes this magazine. He's like, yeah, what was he thinking? And then <laughs> next weekend, he does <laughs> He's the out he there does doing the it. Yeah. Thing. Okay, so the dive occurred in the Atlantic Ocean off of Southern Florida. So I'm thinking it's it's probably Lauderdale, a wreck. Well, West Palm. I think it's like Keys. Key like, I think this is the Dwayne, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be surprised. Over 100 feet, South Florida, late 90s. That was that was a when you see and hear, you know, you go to these some of these places and they're doing they're bopping down. The dive masters and the local divers are bopping down to 250 feet on an 80. Yeah, right. And because they've, you know, reinforces this, just like Gary says, you you make this mistake once or twice and you live through it. You have nothing go oh, wrong. Sure, You're like, then it becomes a tough guy test. Well, that's not my yeah. mistake threshold. Yeah, that's not my error threshold. My when the, death when threshold. The, when the group of dive masters are sitting around drinking the bucket of beer, yes. you know, at the at telling the end of the stories, day, telling the yeah. stories, then it becomes the the tough guy test of, yeah. 
oh, these guys did it. I gotta go. I gotta go pull that one off too. Well, do you remember when you went to Twins? You know, like I'd go in the shop. I had my Twins on, and yeah, I'm doing a dive to you know 130 or whatever. I'm not. Maybe I'm not even going. Oh, we used to do that on a 72. Yeah, what are you doing? Clown, you know, I'd get a bunch of ribbing and I just shake my head and, you know. That's all you can do. Yeah. Okay. I decided to make the afternoon wreck dive. When we arrived at the dive site, we discovered there was an odd number of divers on the boat. And here is mistake number one. I agreed to buddy up with two other divers in a threesome. Are you talking the trio del Diablo. I'm talking about the menage trois of doom. The menage <laughs> trois of doom. I've only read about it. I've never actually seen it. It's in the um, underwater Kama Sutra book. <laughs> <laughs> you can special order it on Amazon. Jacques Cousteau speaks of it in lore. He and myth. Simone <laughs> were known to pull off. Okay, so... So he buddies up with these two guys. They're younger, thinner, more in shape than him. And he's like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the problem child here. You know, I'm, I'm bigger. I'm gonna go through air quicker." So he's telling them along the way. He says that he's mentioning it along the way, but he, but it doesn't register with him about what what's gonna happen. Although he's saying, "Hey, I'm the inexperienced guy. Hey, I'm gonna go through air quicker." It's not in in all those final preparations of getting in the water and getting the gear ready and you know psyching himself up. It didn't really click in and register to him. He goes on to say, in the pre-dive briefing, we were told the current was running across the wreckage broadside. This was absolutely wrong. At depth, over 100 feet, the current was running from the bow to the stern along the wreck. And here was mistake number two. The dive master directed a descent from a mooring line to the bow of the wreck, which meant we had to swim against the current to reach the mooring line for the ascent at the end of the dive. And he goes on to talk about how this violates every basic law of scuba diving planning and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. that's what you got. I was going to say, I sometimes mean, all you, you have is you're moored at, at one end, and it's at the far end of the current. And, and as the dive goes, the, the dive plan has to be thought out and well planned but it also has to be liquid in so much as it can change on the fly as the environment changes yeah you never know what it's going to be down down there you never know what you're going to get it's like a box of chocolates <laughs> it's an excuse mama always said an, diving was like a box of this chocolates. is a box of excuses is yes. what it is because yeah you, you get down there it's sometimes not my fault see see it's not my fault that i ran out of air it's the dive master said the the current was going to go broadside Complicating the wrong way dive was the strength of the current. The dive master and captain from the vantage on the deck opined it was maybe one half of a knot. However, a former Navy diver told me that the current was at least one knot. This means the current would carry us about 101 feet every minute. If you just stood still and you got perpendicular to it right yeah if you if you took your fins off and just went and, and gave no attempt to streamline yourself find an, an area in the wreck with some protection on this particular week that meant in three plus minutes we could be past the stern and in open water as a result everyone hung onto the mooring line for dear life do you think he's exaggerating i don't because I see people. I mean, you go down and uh, you do you do go dive straight in to the key. Mackinac with somebody. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's not even a, a bad current. No, right, and and you and it's like oh, this is the descent. You're going down, and everyone is already in panic mode, holding on for dear life. At what point do you go? 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just go up <laughs> and <laughs> regroup. <laughs> this was this is what we were prepared for. Let's let's regroup and rethink this up. No, man. No, man. Go through money. it, man. Go. Just do it. Just we're do already it. in the water. We're already partially way down. We're already wet. Let's just go. Okay, so this goes back to where the state of the industry is with with many many divers. Right here is, I think I'm a qualified diver. I had two years of experience at the time of this trip. I had gone through a lot of training and had received my master certification at an early stage in my diving career. So he quite possibly has twelve dives, fifteen dives. Correct. Now he does go on to say that past but this, open water, but yeah. this does not equate with experience. So luckily, in Thank hindsight, you. he's realizing that. But so many length people... Length of time. Length of time you own your C card means n- well, nothing. Well, he's mentioning that he's he's had this two years. Yeah. And in in reality, two years. Well, two is years nothing. is nothing. Is Unless nothing. you're diving, you know, a couple times a week. Right. I mean, if you're living it and doing it, but he's. I mean, he's saying he's a traveling guy, he's traveling on down there, which means he's probably from out of town, and he's, you know, he's going down. He'd been out of the water for six months, probably because it's been that long since he's been near any water to go dive in. So he's not an experienced diver. He's, yeah, see, he's we got, don't he's have had the a, whole picture. He's had a certification for a couple of years, yes. but he's not an experienced diver. Yeah. Big difference. Well, a huge difference. I mean, that's the other side of it. We're not getting a real picture. We're not getting an accurate picture. You say things like very vague that really don't, you know, not to be a lawyer about everything, but to say you have two years experience, I'd say, what do you mean two years experience? You mean you've been diving actively for two years? You have... How many dives in what kind of environment? To say you've got 200 dives. Okay, 200 dives where? Because I know certain people that will say, I have 5,000 dives, of which 4,500 are in a pool because they're instructors. Right. And they're, All the they're time. logging that. Overruled. <laughs> My previous dives had been in the Caribbean or Gulf of Mexico. Swimming against a strong current at depth was a brand new experience, So, which is, which is further justifying the fact that I can comfortably say he doesn't have experience, right? He's done Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico. Okay, so he's done a cruise trip. An outdoor pool. Gulf of Mexico. Okay, so he's been to the Keys a couple times. Uh, Caribbean, so maybe did a Cozumel trip in there. Okay, probably not Cozumel because he says he hasn't dove in current. Current, but. yeah. So the the fact that he's diving in a current and at depth being brand new experiences is saying that the, even if he's got 200 dives, and I'm expecting it's more like 20, mm-hmm. right? But even if he did, they're all seem to be 30-foot reef dives where he was the dive master saying, hey, we've been out an hour. Yeah. He's not in an environment where he's going to come close to running low on air because there's nothing to do. It's shallow water, and it hasn't been a stressor in his dive up to now. I would say that everything he's saying and admitting to in this the story indicates more to me that, okay, so he has his master scuba diver rating. That's all he did. So all of those dives are basically under supervision of an instructor. Do right. those really... Yeah, yeah. Swim I'm uh, like, I don't even like to your, count. Yeah, uh, swim next to your instructor, yeah, instructor for three dives at night. Okay, yeah, now you got you, your night. Exactly. You got your night. Yeah, you're swim you're next in a dry your, suit. Yeah. Here, swim next to your instructor for three dives below 60 feet. There's your deep dive. Well, here's your equipment specialty, too. You don't even have to do a dive for it. don't even have to do a dive for that. Yep. So... I get that. Your Boy Scout merit badges mean nothing to me. And then next nothing. thing you know is yeah. you've got this MasterCard, and that's the one you're off showing around because you're trying to be the, the, the macho, tough guy. Maybe it might get you lucky at, at the At Senior bar. Pepe's, or Senior Frog's 
that night if you've, you've got your you've got your uh, you've got your dive watch on <laughs> and your jacket with all your <laughs> specialties you on it yeah. Ooh, baby boom master scuba diver oh i'm sorry i meant to put my credit card down to pay the bill this is this is my master your scuba, scuba diver, diver card, card. Let, me, Oops. let me put that back in my log book here i'm gonna zip this back up and let me reach in my wallet here's the let, here, let me pay the bill, Harry. Do you, did you ever see one of those jackets with all the specialties all over them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually they're hard to see because they're surrounded by women. Well, in the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, in the I day, see a head there, I can't see. In the in the early 90s, man. Yeah, people actually did that. They sported those jackets, you know, with just the chevrons down the Down, down the, the arm, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they look like let's bring high, those school, back. high school varsity jackets. I think we should bring those back. We should. But let's put real special. Great dive, great dive podcast. <laughs> yes, Jeff Ron Jackets. Yeah. Dude, you're a genius. Let us know if, if you'd like to pre-order your uh, Great Dive Podcast <laughs> Chevron jacket. Send $99.99 to info at the Great Dive Podcast. I think we PayPal. need to come up with a, uh, a rating slash title that like blows away a master scuba diver. We'll have to work on that. Let's, say, let's get work. a poll out there. Ooh. I, Oh, there's a good one. Okay, call okay. Starkus. Okay, we Let's need we need there. your yeah. suggestions for certification title title better that 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 dwarfs master scuba diver, and we're gonna run with it. <laughs> All right. All right. Send us, email us, or Facebook us we're your put suggestion. It on Facebook. Yeah, I'll put the poll. I'll put a uh, suggestion page on uh, the website. We could probably just throw it on Facebook. Yeah, there you go. Mistake number three: my dive planning was inadequate. So now he blames. He says. Um, because of my inexperience with these conditions and the erroneous information provided in the dive briefing. At that depth, I used air quickly. When I knew it was time to make my way to the ascent line, I waited for my buddies to connect up so I could indicate low air. But they were new, they were different, they were all off doing their own little thing. So he's not going to have the communication. So instead of being a, a good teammate all along the way and conveying those critical points of the you dive. never dove oh, together. Yeah. You're going to... I have no idea what your consumption yeah. rate is. Yeah, you end the dive with an extra... How much gas you got? Yeah, how you, much gas you got? I'd you be end like, the dive with an extra 1,500 PSI, not squeak it down to the last sip of well, air. Well, you definitely would. I would just have a regular, normal plan, but I'd say it's it's nice and you to dive communicate. It yeah. If you were to jump in with two strangers, wouldn't you be going, listen, what are we doing? What's the plan? And I'd be asking how much gas you got, and we'd stick together. Oh, yeah. And while we were making the descent, if everybody was holding onto the line for dear life. You shouldn't be. I How would, are you getting separated? I would already be, I would already be saying up, 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 up. Oh, yeah, whoa, well, whoa, now whoa, you whoa. would. Now you would. Because, but I wanted to think the, the early days. Because the dive's not going to get any better. Yeah, but you in the early days, you're like, well, that's just normal. Everybody's hand over hand and all the way down, right? Mistake four. I didn't want to ruin the dive for my two buddies. So I let them continue well, so I, I turned into the current. So, so I died. So, <laughs> I died and my body floated away. So he's like, I'm getting low on air. I haven't told them yet. They look to be having fun. I'm just going to go. Okay. I'm low on air. So I'm, now I'm going to start I'm swimming. I'm just going to hit up by myself. Now I'm going to decide I better swim against the current to get to the upline. And then I'll, I'll and head hopefully, up and hopefully they'll realize. No and hopefully bed. they'll realize I've left and not swim around looking for me for the next 15 minutes. Thinking they did something wrong, right? Because he doesn't mention anything about that in the article. Of like, what, what's going to go through the minds of these two? And they're like, what happened to Joe? What the? And then now they're looking around thinking they lost him. That's a bad teammate to, to put, that, put, put that type of pressure. 
On your other on teams? The other, sure. On your other teammates? Sure. That's why diving in a three is a mess if you don't know how to dive in a, in a three-man team. If your communication is already absent, things are not going to get better when you add the complexity of another person to not communicate with. It's just one more person that is not communicating that you're like, okay, hey, what are they thinking? What's going on over in that diver's brain? I have no idea. We're not communicating. Right. Yeah, you're not communicating, which is to be a really good teammate. That's what you're thinking before you're making your decisions is what are they thinking because when I give him this signal, is it going to make sense to him? Or am I going to look like a fumbling, flailing you know, lunatic? No, you, you do it in a way that you, you've got their full attention and you know that they're receiving the message. Because all too often, you know, this goes overlooked too, is people look at a dive buddy and they just see that they're still there. And then they look away, they look back to uh, whatever they were looking at. When in reality, the dive, the dive buddy's just getting ready to try to say something. And <laughs> they, they don't give them enough time. They dive, look right? and then they look away like, oh. Well, you were there. I just checked on you. I was trying to tell you. <laughs> you turned away before I could even get my hand up to give you a... Right. Did my voice do that little, my hand up? Yeah. It's this country thing, yeah. and my daughter listens to country music, so I, I talk in country all day to her. And it's, it's spilling over into all aspects of my life, y'all. All y'all. The physical effort of pulling against that current, struggling to reach handholds, and yes, my high anxiety caused me to use a lot of air. I had less than 100 PSI when I finally reached the ascent line. Did you ever see that movie, High Anxiety? No. Okay, back to the thing. So he's in a so he's in 100 feet of water, over 100 plus. So I, I could say, eh, maybe that's to the mud. So he's probably in 90 to 100 feet of water. Mm-hmm. 100 PSI. Noise. Mistake number five was, as I was trying to make a controlled emergency ascent, another dive boat had sent down a whole group of divers down the same line he was using. Classic. So he gets to the ascent line. He's got 100 PSI, starts up, runs out, and does the old blow and go. Through, <laughs> through a through bunch of other divers. Dive. Out of my way! Ah! I need gas. Out of my way! Ah! <laughs> Mistake six. I became so fixated with the ascent that it did not occur to me that I was passing one air source after another. The cumulative effect of stress, exertion, and anxiety had caused a narrowing of focus. Now, he mentions that this was taught to him in his open water class, you know, perceptual narrowing, and when you're panicking, you lose all this stuff. And it's it's easy for us to, you know, sit back and look now and and crack a couple little jokes about it all. But the, the fact of the matter is, this is going to happen, right? Because you're no longer thinking anymore. Because you've let so many it's things natural. go wrong along the way. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's what I look at at the highlight of this at the end is like you can see so many mistakes way early on where we had a breakdown. So, yeah, so he mentions that the that he was taught all this, right, about perceptual narrowing and, and losing focus when, when you're in a panic. And it's easy to crack little jokes about this stuff, you know, in hindsight. But the, the fact of the matter, there was a number of, of factors that led to this huge mistake at the end, right? Much much like... Um, well, the factors, the human factors and skills and diving uh, course kind of points out a lot of these, if not every single one, yeah, of these uh, factors that contribute to, to the accidents slash mishaps slash incidents. Yeah, so I mean, you can go back and listen to our podcast that we did on the review of that human factors class. But this is all in there, right? The the good decision making that you need to be part of a dive team, 
that clearly we made a number of those mistakes along the way. Well, yeah. That we're looking at seven of them that, that he highlights right here in this article that were that were bad. At the very root is good decision-making, right? You didn't decide way back when to get good training, or you didn't take have care of Have the right of your, training, or didn't, didn't have the right equipment. You didn't make a good decision of taking care of your body adequately to go scuba diving and too much Fruit Loops uh, over 20 years, you know, or something like that. Anyway, the long story short is, Good decision-making is a base for all of these mishaps. The situational awareness that was... And then, yeah, of course, situational awareness is, is almost always a key in a, in a mishap. That, right. that doesn't turn out right. or isn't handled. Realizing that you got to get back to the, to the line against the current. Waiting too long to make that decision. Right? Not having your, your team organized in a way that you can communicate this without getting everybody separated to, to put you at that line all by yourself with no gas. Now, realizing there's gas in front of you as you're bolting to the surface. Right. You know, no, no communication throughout the dive. The, the the teamwork, there was a breakdown. And then that team, like, there, there was no identification between leadership, followership. You know, so, again, going back to the three-man team, right, nobody knew how to dive in a, in a three-man team. There's just three solo divers, three independent divers, maybe two maybe two dive buddies and then this guy thrown in but the three of them didn't know how to work together yeah the added complexity that really is involved with the communication more than anything when you go in a three-man team the communication has to be spot on or it has to at least be and there needs to be organization to it of course you always need to designate you can't have three people leading you can't have three people following right right you, you have gotta, to have a an organization a, yeah a leader, you need a follower, clear, yeah, clear clear cut rank and structure kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah all those, those basic factors that we were that we've been talking about unless you want to you know run around down there like the three stooges and you see what happens yuck 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 like finally mistake number seven as i looked up the water began to brighten from sunlight, and I realized there was much more water below than above. I was also out of air. There was no hang bottle, as there should have been at 15 feet, for the three-minute safety stop. False. So here, and you, I mean, you can look at this and go, well, hey, you know, back in the, in the 90s, you know, people just trusted, you know, hanging a bottle, that they were just going to definitely get back to this bottle and finish the dive off, breathing off of that bottle, hanging at 15 feet. Well, let me ask you but this. But it still happens. Was it stated in the pre-dive plan, we are going to have a hang bottle? Did you see a hang bottle as you went down? Was there anything about a hang bottle to make you believe that you should expect a hang did bottle you, at 15 feet? Did you feet? physically hang a bottle in 15 feet of water? Yeah. No. He, he just went in hoping. He was like, man, every, I just assumed that on a 100-foot dive that they'd, they'd throw a bottle at 15 feet for me because they know I'm going to breathe all my air on my tank <laughs> out of the bottom. Yeah, me as running a dive boat. And every clown on the face of the planet coming, I, I want their money. Of course I do. Of course I want their God-blessed money. And if you say, well, no clowns can come on this boat, your business is going to fail in this industry because we're predominantly clowns. I'm sorry, you guys. I know this. I've been around the country slash Sure, it's a, it's a zoo. So I can see yeah. the as a dive boat operator, I could, I, I'd, I'd have 10 bottles at, at 15 feet. Thank you. You're going to CYA. You're gonna cover right, your right, ass because right. you don't want. You know this guy is the rule. This not guy's the on the boat. Yeah, you know this guy's on the boat. Yeah, he's on every dive boat. He is on every God blessed dive boat. So I know I, this. Guy. So I see that. But now, but as the as another diver on the dive boat, you cannot get in the water and think that there's gonna be a, a holy a holy bottle hanging the at fifteen feet bottle. to save me the when Jesus when I bottle. when I blow away 
everything, every good protocol that's required to be breathing underwater as a human being. Right. Yeah, I think that calling that a mistake is not right. Because here's the thing. You're going to say, well, if I just take out any one of those components of my mishap, I'll fix it. I'll just throw in the 15-foot bottle, and I can be the asshat that I was down at 100-plus feet with three with two other strangers in a current. Yeah, not fair. That's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Not, I'm not being fair either. No, uh, I'm uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> you're fair. I'm saying that. It's not fair. Oh, it's fair. It's not fair to think that as a diver. You're doing a disservice to every other every other good diver out there. Every Both other of them. every other dive. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them, my man. Okay, so he ends this article. So luckily, he he lived. He uh, he ends this article and he says, "This is not what recreational diving is all about. Remember what you were taught. Plan your dive, especially a deep dive. Know your buddy." And stick with him or her. Think and react if conditions are not what you expected. And make sure before you get on the boat that the safety factors and services you expect will be provided. Word. Word. So he says, um, so if we backtrack, right, remember what you were taught. Number one being plan your dive, especially a deep dive. Plan every dive. There's got to be, every dive should start with a clear and concise gas plan, number one. A right. team plan. Yeah. Who's what am I, Yeah. Who's what are, Yeah. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna come up? You know, we we gotta leave four atoms of depth where I'm sucking gas four yeah. times as fast. Plus contingencies, right? Yeah. What like are we the current. Do? Yeah, and and you have this dive plan together so that even though your plan is to swim all the way to the other end of the ship, when you hit a, a gas supply that is not conducive for making it back, you go, "Hey, guess we're gonna have to do this dive three or four times if I want to see it all." Yeah, contingencies, uh, organization, who's doing what, etc. All that's part of the plan. Needs to be discussed, of course, every dive. Know your buddy and stick with him or her. Now, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to take that to the next level in so much as it's not just sticking with them and knowing them. It's being on the same page, right, and having a, a similar way of thinking, a similar way of planning and working through and knowing that the the decision you're going to make is the same one that they're going to make. That's always helpful, knowing, that, you know, and that goes back to a lot of our training and our, our method of diving, but it is kind of, the team is taken into account. In other words, if I'm diving with two strangers, A, I need to know their certification level. B, I need to, like, judge their, their skill. you got to look at them set up. You've got to look at right, yeah, how just, they just talk about the, the plan. The, the dive the master, yeah, just because the dive master says, hey, there's an anchor a hundred feet off the the uh, starboard bow, you don't go for it when you're more to, <laughs> more to the stern yeah. just because it, it mentions it and you realize you know halfway down that you're with two buddies that are making your dive a complete mess. You don't you have s- no idea yeah, these that, two buddies. That dive plan's right. gonna have to change. So you go, okay, well if I want to go see that, I'm gonna have to come back and do this again with better gas, better equipment, better, better team. team. Well, that's what I'm getting or at. Or after is, we've worked together long enough to, to know one another. Right. You have to you don't take do into, everything on every dive. Yeah, you have to take into account the team's ability. The team's ability, not yours. You have to dive to the least able member of the team's ability. If you're TriMix certified to 300 feet, you're, you're not going to take the whole team who's only got water. advanced open water. You're not going to take them down there, right? Think and react if conditions are not what you expected. Obviously, that dive plan has to be able to change as the conditions present themselves, you know? And then lastly, he says, make sure before you get on the boat that the safety factors and services you expect 
will be provided. You can't just assume that, uh, you know, there's going to be a fairy dive mother, you know, waiting for you in 15 feet of water with a, with a whole extra set of scuba gear to give you two more tanks, breathe away. And if you are expecting that, you better find out for sure that it's really going to be there. You, you can't you can't assume you can't assume things if you're gonna if you're gonna assume anything as a diver you have to assume that you're not gonna have the things that you want and how do I still make it home for all of us Murphy's law baby Murphy is our silent partner there is not going to be a hang bottle things are going to go wrong we are going to end up hitting the bow when we thought we'd hit the stern you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Murphy's law should be taken into account yeah well cool hey that was a I can generally say that was a great dive. I know the last couple of ones we've been uh, a little, little goofy, a little bit silly. We're having some fun on uh, on those uh, gear guides and stuff. But got a lot of good this feedback. Is, this on the is gear back. Guide, this is back to what uh, we want to do. I mean, I really enjoy going that back through these old, old lessons. I hope you guys dig it. If you do, definitely uh, get back to some uh, emails, comments on our webpage, comments on our Facebook. Send us some feedback. What what you think? If there's a story that you want us to dig into, let us know. As always, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and over on our Facebook page. Uh, those are always helping and making our show easier to be searched and seen. And I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we have made some technological changes. Hopefully it comes out in on this, this episode. This episode that- so uh, we want to make it very clear that from this point on, we've made... A, a significant change in the recording process. So I know there were some issues in the past with how it was playing. So please go back to the old way you, you used to listen to the show and listen to this episode specifically and send us a little bit of a, a note as to whether or not, oh yeah, it's completely gone now. Uh, great job on the change or it's still there because that's the only way we know because we wouldn't put it out if it didn't sound okay on our end. So we we don't know until you go, hey, I got the, I got this iPhone 6 and it's playing really weird. Yeah, we think some of it's coming through as a problem at the Soundcast, Soundcast, SoundCloud, um, you know, from their end. We're not sound engineers and we're, we're muddling our way through. We've thrown a lot of money at the problems and, and at this. So which, hopefully. Which reminds me, go to Patreon <laughs> and be a supporter. Throw us a couple bucks yeah. and uh, help us pay for yeah, all this new uh, recording <laughs> equipment we just got. Yeah, hopefully it does the trick. I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds, you know, the same, maybe a little better on my headphones to me. But uh, again, I think at the real level of it is at the electronic data level, and hopefully we've fixed it up. Okay, good deal. On that note, um, let me sign your logbook. And I'll sign yours. Excellent. Okay, cool. Uh, let's, this dive's a wrap. It's a wrap? It's really? a wrap. It's a wrap, yo. See you next time. <laughs>
Bro, <laughs> 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 <laughs>